You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Good morning. Good morning. My morning was brought to me by coffee. Same. <laughs> Same. I actually, I was so in need of caffeine, it was gone before I pulled in the driveway. Wow, that is impressive. You do normally bear your coffee cup in here, and I did yeah. notice that you did not have it. It's empty. Today. Yeah. This is unrelated to anything we're talking about, hmm. because reasons, but now I feel compelled to say it. I've recently been sweetening my coffee with honey. Oh, okay. Very good choice. I like honey. I'm in lot. favor. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I usually I use honey with tea. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Black a tea. Classic honey. combination, to be it's sure. Good. It's good. Very classic. Mm-hmm. Black tea. I'm about out of coffee. Like, I have one cup left, basically, of beans to grind. Woof. But I think the the, the new boys are coming in. The new beans. The new bean boys. And uh, I, I think it's called Pale Rider. Go on. <laughs> and I think the company's called Revelator. I kid you not. All of this is actually This is real. my new favorite thing in the entire <laughs> <Yeah>. world. <laughs> yep. So References um, to John's Apocalypse. Hopefully it's uh, less frightening. <laughs> Than the description surrounding the content. Uh, yes, you drink it and death Ooh. becomes you. <laughs> what is so, that? I saw a rider on a pale horse, and his name was Death, and hell followed him. Yeah, that's it. That's mm-hmm, the one. Mm-hmm. Wow, that would be. And in some translations, it's not just because pale is not a color. If anyone's right. curious, pale is a description of a color. It's yes. like saying light, you know, or dark, or um, that. That was very like a. That was a very first grade example. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But like. You know, pastel. That's yeah. not a color. color. It's a description of a color. But some translations say pale green. How corporeal can you get? Yeah, that's that pretty. That is a horse corpse. That is pretty is, corporeal. I, I, I picture like a skeletal, like rotting flesh horse. That, pale green, buddy. Yeah. Wow. That is, sounds like a beast straight from the mouth of hell. That's that's for sure. That is something that hell would follow. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Well, that has nothing really to do with what we're talking about. Really, no, no, no. I mean, if you maybe really stretched it, it might, but not really. It would be obvious. Yeah, that would be, it would be a bit much, so. So what are we talking about? Well, you know what I thought would be fun? Uh, tell me. Doing another edition of, is this phrase biblical? Hey! Oh, I'm so happy. This yeah. Is, these are some of my favorite bits. Yeah, they are fun. Surprisingly fun. The thing is I, that I love about this phrase in particular is I I hate, I, disp- I loathe getting crap on my hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this is like very intense. This is a very intense feeling for me. Like, yeah. let's say you tie up the garbage and somehow some kind of like general muck gets on those built-in drawstrings. Oh, yeah. And then onto your hands. Oh, yeah. Who knows what that <laughs> is? Who kn- I know it's your trash, but who knows what that is? That's- and it's like at, at that point, you might as well just burn down the house and, <laughs> and take your hand off because... Anyway, that's my position on this little adage. Um, so you you agree? You I, feel like cleanliness is? I think the precedent is there. <laughs> uh, you say that's your experience of like kitchen muck. Yeah. When I think of that, I'm thinking of washing the dishes by hand and getting that like nasty, like soggy food remnant that's maybe mixed with. You gotta, man, who? Why aren't you rinsing your plates? <laughs> How is Morgan letting you not rinse your plates? Well, I'm also thinking of, like, Abigail's plates in particular oh. because, you know. <laughs> Why isn't she rinsing her <laughs> plates? She she does not treat 
she doesn't know how to treat things, you know. I mean, uh, she's like 15 months old. Yeah, so, that would change that. You know, <laughs> but I'm thinking like you get like that bit of like Ew, man. chickeny like barbecue Ew, sauce, like with mix of potato soup on your hand, like all that just like on your hand. Je- okay. Soggy. Do mm. you, uh, you ever taste it? Oh, no. Do you ever taste your like your daughter's baby food? Oh, no, 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 okay. no. No, no, no. I just, no, no, no. I wonder no. if any any and every father ever has that like quiet moment alone and the wife is not around and you're just kind of looking at it and you're like I wonder (laughs) not that I clearly I would never do this but I'm just curious if anyone else would it's funny you say that we're getting wow really off into a tangent here but uh, Abby really didn't do like the pure like baby food stuff like the little little jars with like the chubby baby on the front of them (laughs) Like that, Gerber? I can't remember. Yeah, Gerber. Yeah. She basically went from like milk straight to like, we're just going to start feeding her food and see how she takes it. And she's done that. Like she eats dinner with us. So <sighs> she's going to grow up to be like a gladiator. <laughs> I love it. That's great. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah. Cleanliness is next to godliness. So I hear. Yeah. Here's another fun thing. See, I just got to, we got to get all, all the artificial, superficial stuff out of the way. But yeah. every time I hear this phrase, for some reason, I think of a bonnet wearing pilgrim marm in the early 1700s out on some farm in New England telling her little Puritan children, you know, wash those hands for cleanliness is next to godliness, you know. <laughs> did, you say, did I catch a ye know? Yeah, yeah damn it. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Oh, I actually, but like, but like, why is that image in my head? Uh, why? Well, I don't know, but I also 100% agree. Like, I, <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think it's like the absolute kitschiness of this phrasing feels uniquely. This is the one thing you know Puritans and Quakers agreed on. <laughs> this was the common ground. This, this was what they shared. Everything else, not so much. But cleanliness is next to godliness. Yep. For sure. So, yes. anyway, I have digressed quite enough. More than enough. <laughs> Everyone is probably like, man, we could have skipped all this banter. Probably put this in the show notes. If you <laughs> want to skip the, the banter, you know, like, yeah, go to this, this point. <sighs> so, anyway, fun fact, if you didn't know already, this phrase is not in the Bible. What? Like, yeah, as it appears, shocking, I know. I don't think any of the phrases that we've covered no. are in the Bible. No. Like, that's that's just a thing, apparently. So, if that is the case, then where in the world did we get this little proverb? You know, we didn't get it from the scriptures. I do it not came know. from somewhere, though, because I've heard it plenty of times. So, where do we get it? Plenty of times. Well, that's funny you should ask. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for setting me up for my thing. The earliest recorded instance of this phrase that I could find was in a sermon by none other than the renowned evangelist theologian John Wesley. Mm, John Wesley, the man with two first names. (laughs) That's always a good sign. You can't do that. Like, why? If your last name is already in the territory of first name. You got to name your son a last name. Yeah, it's got to be something unique. You got to, if your last name is Wesley, you got to, you got to name him Anglin. Like, (laughs) Or something that's very last name Very obvious. Yeah. So, John Wesley, in case you don't know who he was, he was a well-known minister in the 1700s uh, who founded Methodism, hmm. by the way. So, like, when you see a United Methodist oh, church. Methodist. Uh, that's, yeah. I should have put that together more yeah, quickly. That's, <laughs> well, you know, it, it is Methodism. kind of. But, yeah. So, if you attended a UMC church or, you know, you see one, you know, on the corner or out in the holler, I mean, that's... That's the movement that he basically started. Okay. So, in his sermon 88 on dress, yeah, apparently he numbered his sermons like that, or on, someone numbered them for him. On like, dress. Yes, on dress. That was the title. Okay. Sermon 88 on dress. 
Okay. So he is preaching on 1 Peter 3, 3 through 4, which reads, Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. No way that has ever been misused. No. (laughs) Not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah, so that's in the passage where Peter is talking to husbands and wives and he has different instructions and encouragements for each of them. And that was the particular passage where he's addressing wives. And in the sermon, John Wesley is, of course, preaching on that passage. And here's what we read. I forget at which point in the sermon this falls, but he eventually says this. But before we enter on the subject, let it be observed that slovenliness is no part of religion, that neither this nor any text of scripture condemns neatness of apparel. Certainly this is a duty, not a sin. Cleanliness is indeed next to godliness. So... Before we get into the actual phrase, which is there there it was, cleanliness is indeed next to godliness, what it seemed Wesley was trying to do in the sermon in the sense of practical application was straddle the line between telling people, don't dress seductively or call attention to yourself through your dress, like don't unnecessarily call attention to yourself, right? Straddle that ditch on the one hand, and on the other hand, don't care about your appearance at all. Like just because, <laughs> mm. you know, ironically, that will also be attention calling in its True. own way. Got a point. Yeah, so in the end, he's basically saying, you should keep a neat and tidy appearance so that you're undistracting in general. After all, cleanliness is next to godliness. But hold on a second. Yeah. He is saying, like you pointed out, yeah. don't call attention to yourself. Don't care about your appearance. Keep a neat appearance. <laughs> like, this is slightly damaging my view of cleanliness now. <laughs> Please save us. <laughs> I don't want to know where this goes for me. <laughs> so what does he mean by that phrase? That's probably the question. You know, like, what is going on here? Like, what is he saying? I mean, it doesn't help that he's talking in 1700s English, and that's already kind of hard <laughs> enough to follow. You know, like, what? Slovenliness and religion S- and duty? Slovenliness has yeah, no like, part of religion. That's like, what? So even though this phrase itself doesn't appear in the scriptures, the question is, is the idea contained within it? Biblical, perhaps. Okay. So here's the first interesting thing to take note of. And you can't see this if you're listening to the podcast. You can't see what I'm about to tell you. So you're just going to have to take my word for it or you can Google it later, I guess. So I'm sorry to our faithful listeners. But when Wesley uses that phrase in his sermon text, he put it in quotation marks. The the cleanliness bit. Yeah, like cleanliness is indeed next to godliness. That is in quotation marks. So he's quoting it. It's not original to him. So someone else apparently came up with it, or it was an accepted proverb. I don't know. But the problem is, is that I cannot find any earlier use of it. I cannot. Like, I looked at my reference works. I searched far and wide. I finally did resort to Google and Wikipedia. I couldn't find an earlier use of the phrase than his use of it in this sermon. So it's not original to him. It's a line he's using from someone else. So he, so he didn't invent it. And no. it's a, there's apparently a known adage that's supposed to be familiar. And here he is not citing his sources. Yes! Yes, right? Which actually funny enough. Wow, this is going to be a really, really niche reference. So there are certain instances where you might quote something in familiar company that they would know where it came from. Oh, okay. And they wouldn't like, so like if me, you, and my brother Johnny are hanging out, this is so niche. Like no one else, this really doesn't work, but it's the only thing I can think of. But like, if we were just Uh, hanging out with each other uh, and I started saying, Gorlami, (laughs) Gorlami, right? Like, 
And uh, you know, if I were like writing that down, I'd want to put it in quotation marks to right. indicate I'm not like making this thing up. <laughs> but, like only me, you, and John, you're gonna know if I don't attribute that source yeah. that that's from Aldo Rain. Yeah, like the Quentin Tarantino film with <laughs> the title I can't say on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we went in this whole reference and we're like, if you I know, you know. Say, yeah, if you know, you know. So that's probably what is happening here is that like apparently his audience must have known it and he was like, I can put it in quotation marks to indicate it. it's not mine, but they're going to know okay. where it comes from. But apparently the source is lost to us. So anyway, it's not original to him. So here's my completely pet theory on this. And it is a pet theory. Like they're, I don't know what else to really (laughs) say about this. I mean, currently I have nothing, so this is something. So the Bible does speak pretty broadly about cleanliness, especially in Levitical law. So you've got, you know, you need to be set apart and be clean. Don't partake of unclean things. That's Levitical law, right? Like, don't eat these unclean foods. Don't do these unclean things. And even more broadly, Scripture speaks of spiritual cleanliness from sins, right? Like, if you're spiritually clean, you are, like, almost by definition, a godly person, or you're at least striving toward godliness. You're trying to attain to godliness, right? So, you know, you have Psalm 51, wash me, cleanse me from my sin, and I shall be whiter than snow. It's a a recurring motif. Yeah, like, uh, or John, where he says, uh, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, right? So, there is this spiritual even idea that cleanliness is associated with godliness, right? Okay. So my pet theory on this is that there was kind of a proverbial way of looking at cleanliness that developed out of perhaps a biblical idea, and that proverb became cleanliness is next to godliness based on that kind of understanding of scripture. And then it just kind of came like proverbs do to be applied to all kinds of things, such as clothing, food, you know, like, oh, you're a generally, you know, clean person. That's good, right? Like you want to, like, it's just generally not good to be, you know... Unkempt and filthy. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, especially in this era where you yes. could literally die from a scrape. <laughs> yeah, I it's can't, like, like... Oh, I bumped my toe and now I have polio. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Or here in the 21st century because we're literally in a pandemic. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Like, wash your hands yes. or you could die. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know? So I think that, the you know, like proverbs tend to do, it came to be applied to a, a wide range of things. Sure, yeah. And it kind of, if my pet theory is correct, kind of lost its original... <laughs> you know, luster and meaning. And here's the thing about that then. There are some obvious problems with this statement if you're just taking it as a proverb on its own, Mm -hmm. right? And I mean, that's the thing about proverbs is they're short and pithy statements, but I- They lose a lot of the context and associated meaning. Yeah, there has to be a big foundation laid in order for a proverb to really lay hold in any meaningful sense. I mean, for example, Jesus rebuked the Pharisees uh, when they got onto the 12 disciples for not washing their hands before eating, right? Which is like generally like, yeah, like wash your hands, but like yeah, the Pharisees are like, Rawr! you know, they were basically like, come there's an act of godliness, you gotta do this thing. And Jesus is like, no, like that, no, not that's you've missed the point. He also called the Pharisees whitewashed tombs, yeah. which is to say they appeared clean and beautiful externally, right? And literally the Pharisees were, like they were very much well-kempt. Yeah. But on the inside, their hearts were as filthy and stench-ridden as decaying corpses. Ah, so it didn't translate exactly. Yes, no, it did not exactly. Cleanliness, indeed, was mm. not next to godliness. I see some holes in this, in this case. theory. Yes, yes. Also, here's the other thing. On a truly practical level, right? Speaking of Proverbs, Proverbs 14.4 says, where there are no oxen, the manger is clean. I like a clean manger. Yeah, like a clean manger, right? Like a you know, nice clean stable. But an abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. Mm. So take it with a grain of salt. I mean, in other words... I like crops more. Yeah, like 
What Solomon was saying was, yeah, your stable is going to be messy and a little dirty if you got, you know, oxen running around, but they're bringing you food. Like, exactly. so that's an inevitable byproduct of living. Exactly, yeah. So, just got to take that with a grain of salt. Like, there could be some biblical basis to saying cleanliness is next to godliness if you have a foundational understanding of spiritual cleanliness and forgiveness of sins and just generally being, you know, like a clean person. Yeah. But if you if you have all that understanding, I'm not sure you have a great use for the phrase. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, like, do you even need that then? <laughs> now, again, on the other hand, though, Wesley was right in saying that slovenliness is no part of religion, which, <laughs> breaking it down, in other words, just try not to be distracting is what he was saying. It's like, you know, you're, you don't want to call attention to yourself either by an overly ornate appearance or by an overly sloppy one, if you can help it. Interesting. Right? Like, there are some cases where that can't be helped. But, like, sure. in general, like, you just don't want to be like, oh, like, I want all these people to be looking at me and making it about, yeah, you know. I think as a matter of, of self-respect on one hand, yeah. of being well-kept, and also avoiding self-indulgence yeah. on the other hand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, well put. Well said. Ha, well said spontaneous. <laughs> Uh, and all of that is to say that, of course, our appearance doesn't keep us from coming to Jesus. Bingo. Yeah. And that's one of the bigger problems that a phrase like this can cause, I think, because I can't think of many modern examples of this, though I'm sure they're still out there. But, you know, you'd have those kind of apocryphal tales of churches where people would say, you know, you can't come in here unless you're dressed in X, Y, or Z. You know, like you're not wearing a three-piece suit. Forget it. Be gone, spawn of Satan. <laughs> you know? They say it just like that, I'm sure. Yes. So, to come back to the point, of course, it's good to be clean, physically and spiritually. Like, most of all, you need to be spiritually clean. Like, spiritually cleansed by forgiveness of sins through the blood of Christ. That's the primary thing. But, like, physical cleanliness, which is what that phrase most often in our day pertains to and what yeah, people are talking exactly. about. That does not necessitate being close to godliness. Like, it just, True. it doesn't. The way we use that phrase today, it's not probably accurate. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say no, because some of the cleanest people, quote unquote cleanest, have been the most ungodly. True. Now, you think about the Pharisees exactly. and all kinds of other people in history, and some of the most unclean, quote unquote, people have been the most godly. Right? Are you are you telling me that camel hair wasn't some avant-garde fashion choice <laughs> you know, on, on John's part? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Good point. Yeah. So all in all, I'm going to say, let's just stay away from the phrase. The way we use it in a modern sense, as I have most often heard it, I'm going to say, not biblical. It, wah, has, wah, wah, wah. it has expired. Yes, it That's has expired. Yeah, I have done a total 180 on this on this whole thing since sitting down to record. <laughs> you, you got a man with two first names making rules about fashion, like he's the leader of Heaven's Gate. <laughs> you know? And, and he's he's basically plagiarizing the bit about cleanliness and like proof texting it. Here. I'm, I'm done. I I wash my hands of him. Still wash your hands. That's still good. That that remains. Yes, wash your hands. You know, do what you can to be clean, but to say it's next to godliness, like uh, mm, yeah. perhaps a misstep. Perhaps a misstep indeed. So that's what we have to say about that. Yeah. Definitive answer Did on not this question. To come here this yeah, morning. Yeah. How about that? Wow. We're full of surprises here. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Well, that concludes this edition of Is This Phrase Biblical? We uh, hope you found it enjoyable and helpful as always. And if you didn't, I'm sorry that you listened to this. <laughs> I'm sorry you already have it perfectly arranged in your <laughs> spiritual cleanliness, but we're trying. <laughs> uh, so... You know, if you enjoyed it and you want to help us out, it'd be great if you left us an honest five-star review, shared with your friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The if iTunes you like store. It. Yeah, sure, sure. That's cool. Share yeah. with a friend who is especially clean. Yeah. Or perhaps one who is especially <laughs> unclean. <laughs> like that friend who doesn't put on deodorant, question mark. Oh, I'm like, now they're going to listen to the end of like, <laughs> my friend thinks I- I stink. I'm not clean. 
Uh, so, yeah, do that. Like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a YouTube thing, right? I don't know. That's probably a podcast thing. Like There's some subscribe. crossover. There's, there's some... a Venn diagram in play. <laughs> there is a Venn diagram in play. Uh, and if you have any questions, you can always email those to podcast at horizonschurch.net. Mm-hmm. You can interact with us on social media. And as always, we thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.